Good evening, everyone, and welcome. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Me? Yes, you. Hey, I'm Cole. I'm playing Olorun, the uh, Protector Asimar Paladin Warlock. Okay. Hi, I'm Eric, and I'm playing Sirak, the Aarakocra Horizon Walker Ranger. I'm Caitlin, and I'm pay playing Fable Frost, the Ice Genasi Phoenix Soul Sorcerer. Howdy, y'all. Name's Mars. I'll be playing Talroth Oakenblade, Wood Elf Scout. All right, guys, and thank you for joining us. So, uh, we do have a couple of quick announcements before we get into night's adventure uh i'm gonna turn it over to caitlin because i always say the wrong thing you know not thing? always not always okay uh tonight we're gonna be doing a dice giveaway for free dice not just free dice free metal dice uh by norse foundry our sponsors these are the nightmare black set which if you go visit their website you'll be able to see right now um but better than this because we haven't opened this it's safe in the box so we didn't want to damage those by taking them out so you can go look them on north foundry's website if you don't want to wait to enter tonight we'll give you a hashtag at some point that you can use in the chat and we'll pick from those those participants if you don't want to wait you just want to buy your own set uh you can head over to northfoundry.com use the discount code REPRPG. that's rep rpg for 15 percent off of your order if you can't watch live but you still want to be entered, make sure you join us on Patreon um, by following this chat link I'm about to put in. Uh, ha. Uh, make sure you follow us on Patreon and subscribe for even a dollar a month to be considered automatically entered into every giveaway. Uh, whatever that may be. So that's going to be super fun for you. Also, all of our patrons have some exciting stuff coming as our very own Mars has finished his incredible subclasses uh they are ready to go up his wife kez has done the art for them for us there's some incredible stuff coming everyone um so you're gonna want to join on patreon anyway just for a really good DD time uh i think that's all i have for like official announcements tonight you've got a schedule babe I do. I do Go. have a schedule. So tomorrow night, Cole, we are playing Storm King's Thunder, if I am not mistaken. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Awesome. So he will be in the uh, in the GM seat for that one. Wednesday night, we are having a very special night. Uh, we are doing a live relaunch event for uh, Caitlin's book series, The Map Weaver Chronicles. So uh, tune in with us on Wednesday night. Um, so her, the first three books of her series are currently out. The fourth one is coming out in June, by the end of June, I believe, right? Let's hope! Yes. yes. <laughs> and, and so, um, the relaunches, uh, they'll be taken off of Kindle Unlimited and going to wider distribution. Is that the one deal? of them? One of them so far. All three of them will be out there by the time the fourth book comes out. But Windswept specifically, we're highlighting with some giveaways and some candle sales by, uh, I almost said Geek and Sundry. That's not the company. The Crafty Gamer. Um, boy, I wish. Uh, the Crafty Gamer Shop are local, amazing soy candle manufacturers. Um, this smells like the Five Sides Tavern, if you have read my books. And if you haven't, welcome, friends. It's beautiful in here. Nice. Um, so It's like crack. <laughs> she really can't stop smelling them. That I is, really can't. That is true. <laughs> yeah. 
but that's going to be a really fun night. So less of a game night, more of kind of a hangout and uh, and chat and do some giveaway uh, stuff, which is which is also super exciting. Um, Thursday night, we are playing in the world of Wild Mount. Uh, we've been doing, I think we've done four Thursdays now. So if you uh, enjoy the world of Critical Role and Wild Mount in specific, come and check it out. It's a limited run show that we're doing because uh, we're fans, first and foremost. And uh, we'll be folding in a new character, sort of a guest for, for part of the arc, uh, Kez, who plays Treasure on um, on other Monday nights here with us, she'll be joining us, and we'll actually be featuring one of um, Mars's subclasses. I think it's the Plague Sorcerer. Yes, the nice. Plague Mage. The Plague Mage. This one, yeah, this one definitely. It took a while to get it right, mm -hmm. and believe it or not, it was actually one of the first ones that I worked on. Because from previous editions, Kez loves the Pestilence bloodline, the Plague bloodline, mm. all that stuff. So I figured, you know what? Let me see what I can do. And the little monster <laughs> that she played, he's finally got a nice little 5e counterpart with this. Well, awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. So it'll be a great chance to check that out. Uh, like I said, that's a limited run uh, thing. So, so we're out of the first chapter, first third of that three-act story, so we're going on to part two. Um, and then Friday night, we are playing Dragon Age. Uh, I'll, I'll make her willing. And uh, then on Saturday night, we continue with Midnight, uh, which uh, which a chunk of you guys are playing in. So. Which is rough. Midnight is rough. It is rough, but they... Uh, Every day. <laughs> um so it is yeah, raise your hand if you've already fallen at least once during the midnight campaign oh just me Th there you go that was another <laughs> i did get to two hp i got the uh -huh. two hp yeah so. whereas here i'm ranged and i never get touched <laughs> So that is our schedule. Oh, I ranged technically the other one, and I just died hard the other day. Yeah, orcs have that. I, I, you know, it's one of those things as a GM where you're like, I'm gonna put some orcs in here. I don't really know what they do. Oh, they can they can dash for free. They're running across oh, the whole field it, to destroy you. It's the rudest thing. Like, mm -hmm. like orcs are messed up when you have to run them in combat. I run them a lot in my game, and yeah. that. They get really mad. Like my players get really mad when I'm like, "Yeah, they uh, they move sixty feet." And they're like, "What?" Mm -hmm. Aggressive, man. Those low-level monsters all have like one ability where it's like, "Wait a second, what are you doing?" Because it's like goblins. Whenever you attack them, can disengage and just run away. Yep. And and <laughs> if a GM does it. What is normally, what for most people is like, oh, goblins, like, oh, we're going to kill a bunch and it's going to be okay. No, when they're disengaging and run away, you suddenly hate those little fuckers. They are awful, awful little things. Um, <laughs> so. You're There's a goblin alchemist mix in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so that is our schedule for, for the week. Um... Yeah. Any other fun things going on uh, around the town that you guys want to mention or shout out or anything like we that? We don't have a town anymore. Our, our our domains are our own houses. We are all self-governing. It's no more town. 
All right. Well, <laughs> let us know if 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 the, your domain has an announcement it would like to make. Uh, but other than that, if you guys uh, were looking for other streams, create a little stream coalition and hang out. We have a bunch of friends that that in the area. But we're also looking to make friends with other streams. So if you guys see this and you want to do a crossover game with us, some way, some form, we don't know how yet, but we're we're thinking about it. Just reach out and say hey. So that's all I got. We ready to get to do this? You got something else? I saw the finger and then she said no. Okay, great. Here we go. Our adventure takes place in the lands of Lickdracht. It is a new continent for most of our heroes, as they have traveled from across the sea, uh, from Rotom, from the M Empire, the Republic of the Black Gem. This new land is a land of mystery, of ancient ruins and heroic figures, weapons and people that are legendary larger than life, and as such, they and this world deserve exploration. To that end, our heroes work for the Magnus Exploratorium, uh, a learning body that focuses on archaeology and anthropology. They hire adventurers like our heroes to protect their students as they make expeditions across this weird and wild world. Recently, our heroes have returned from uh, one such expedition, a, a two-parter. They uh, freed an errant poltergeist, an errant spirit, trapped within House Ill Rain, an ancient elven plane-shifting manor and uh, they met a primordial earth elemental spirit uh, who had deemed himself the Lord under the mountain and uh, prevented a group of grave robbing hobgoblins and goblins from stealing the powers of his steward's staff. On their way back, to the town of Dorian's Dawn, where the Magnus Exploratorium makes its home. They were set upon by <clears throat> a scouting group of lizard folk, uh, two of them being clearly distinct, wearing dragon masks uh, made of adamantium. Our heroes have been uh, blessed with a boon, a reward, for uh, aiding the Lord under the mount, not just uh, with ancient knowledge of stone, but with adamantine-dipped uh, weapons. And it seemed as though those scouts had uh, come by specifically to steal those things. Once they had been driven off, the leader sacrificed himself and in a column of fire disappeared into the sky. The next day they saw fires burning and came upon another caravan of a few wagons uh, from the Magnus Exploratorium seemingly returning to town that had also been attacked by lizard folk. There they met with um, the head of the adventuring college within the Magnus Exploratorium, one Alvaro de Montez, and 
he uh, shared with them his fears that somebody working in the college, in the university, was either setting up the students to be attacked or selling those secrets. That in some way, uh, a member within or with uh, privileged knowledge was betraying Magnus Exploratorium. And so, our heroes have returned to town. Uh, the, a town that is not nearly as safe as they had hoped it would be on their way back. So, uh, because we have a little bit of a rotating cast and smaller cast, uh, specifically because we uh, we can't all be around the table the way we like to be, um, if you guys have not noted what you had dipped in adamantium, um, do so. And you can message me that on, on Discord. Um, send that to me. It uh, doesn't give it any magic properties, but it does uh, allow it to deal additional damage, automatically crits on um, inanimate objects. So, additional damage for that. Or in the case of the adamantine lockpicks, we're going to stop breaking as easily. Season, yes. thank you. I have handed those over. So tell Roth, mm. we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> yes, your your adamantine lockpicks will no longer break. They will now break the locks instead. Oh. Yeah, kind <laughs> of a fable. Listen, it just it made me stressed and everyone kept fighting about these stupid things and all I want to do is just blow the boxes up, but you tell me I can't blow the boxes up. So if I can't blow the boxes up and you can't open the boxes because you keep breaking things, then this is the only way I see how to fix it. Well, at least this is a bit more preferable than blowing up the boxes and whatever possible goodies are inside. I mean, I don't know how well Potion's going to do with all that bit of fire magic you keep throwing out out there. If they are not going to survive a minor explosion, they might not be worth taking. Yeah, but you ever think about that? Sometimes if it's fragile, that means it is worth money. And if it doesn't survive the explosion, it ain't worth money at that point. If it doesn't survive the explosion, it's not going to survive us traveling. Have you noticed what keeps happening to us? I mean, I'm hell. not wrong. <laughs> uh, you're sorry you're wrong. I mean, uh, check me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, treasure the other night. I mean, yeah, that was uh, that was yes. Impressive. Tits are blazing, just running out into the into the field, which was incredible. Yeah, trying to get out of how she manages to that fight. Was a pain in the ass. <laughs> in any case, um. Oh, by the way, uh, Fable, what? you might want to look into your bag later on. Should I be afraid? I feel like I should be afraid. Oh, I'm walking away at that point. Oh, great. Amazing. Uh, Alvaro wanted to talk to us. Uh, all right. Um, Alvaro so, wanted to speak to us, I believe. Um, so you guys have made it back to Dorian's Dawn, and you've probably separated, at least for the night, um, gone to your individual domiciles to... Um, rest to recover you guys have had a hard trip um and now you you've come to know that the expedition the expedition to the forge that was initially scheduled uh, to leave depart on the first of 
Apex, um, has been postponed. All uh, extracurricular expeditions have been... Now, let me rephrase that. All expeditions have been postponed. Um, in the meantime. So, you guys are on the 30th of Numenera. Um, what would you guys like to do? What time would you like to reconvene? Would you like to reconvene? Uh, I, I mean, I'm assuming so. Otherwise, you you can go home and not play the game at this point. I don't know. <laughs> they are home. They just turn off the computer. Yeah. Um, Fable is, has made it very clear that she's anxious to talk and figure this out. She is planning on being at Alvaro's uh, door at an ungodly early hour. Like child on Christmas, you have to. Con he probably has to convince her not to come at daybreak. Okay. Unless he wants to talk that early, that's fine. So, uh, for for your information, Alvaro mm -hmm. did not return with you. He had other expeditions that were he was checking on. That he has to go round up. Yes. Okay. So we have to wait for him to come back. Yeah. You. He. He said he should be back in a day or two. But then, um. um Fable would like to, um, in times of stress, uh, she'd like to either find a theater, a performing troupe in town to go watch, or a library. One or the other. There's definitely a library. Um, mm -hmm. There is not a theater per se. Um, there are a number of taverns around that have small stages that, uh, that troops and troubadours will perform at. And if a large, uh, large-scale performance comes through, it may take over a lecture hall. Of course. But um, yeah. it's not—it's not exactly a theater town, at least not yet. Yeah. Nobody's uh, committed it's that. No yell drama department. Got it. Yeah. Uh, to give me time. Um, I will work on that. Uh, but no, she will then. She will sequester herself in the library and look for a good spy novel to read, <laughs> because. There's a mole, and that means I have to learn how to find one. So she would like to find a medieval espionage book, please, and sit in the corner reading it. Very excited. Okay. Um, <laughs> make an investigation check. Yay! <laughs> That's not great. Um, 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 also, once she's in private, she will check her bag in fear. Um, looking for whatever the fuck Talroth did. Mm -hmm. Um, investigation, investigation, investigation. Oh, a whole ten. <laughs> okay, well, you, you spend most of the day looking and starting a variety of, of, um, which you think are espionage stories that often turn out to be... Porn? Uh, nah, <laughs> nah, I mean, some, okay. sure, absolutely. Uh. Others are, are just other romantic entanglements and, and um, you know, it's it's a wide variety of things, but it, none of it either grabs your attention or is really what you're looking for. Mm. So, uh, well, that's fine. I still fits around. What is in my bag? <laughs> Talroth, would you like to message her uh, what, what is in her bag? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um... Just uh, so everyone else also knows, uh, you find one of Talrod's daggers in there with a note tied around it, and the dagger was dipped in the adamantine, and the note pretty much says, thanks for the tools, but take care of yourself, too. There you go. She's going to pet it a little, and when she holds the 
it just ice all over the, the the blade and the handle, obviously, because the metal. Um, she kind of looks around and is very excited about it. And I'm going to call you Tally. <laughs> she puts it away. And there you go. Tally, because uh, Tally, because a nickname for Talroth, but also she can tally up how many people she kills with it. Uh, it'll be none because she is a squish. But <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. Um, so that's what Fable's up to on on Day of Numenera. What uh, what about the rest of you? What sort of shenanigans do you guys want to get up to at the moment? Um, probably, like, right after asking his question to the Lord Under the Mountain, mm-hmm. um, he's going to, uh, Olorun's probably going to head straight to the library, um, and start looking for maps away from Fable, um, to, uh, try and find the location that uh, he was given. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead and make an investigation check. Here we go. Ooh, that's a whole seven. Okay. Maybe if you looked with help, we could have found something together. Um, so, as you guys are searching through things, uh, the maps are old, and a lot of them have to be verified. Uh, some are very difficult to read. A lot of them are much more... Um, they're not comprehensive maps. They are like trail maps or maps to something specific. None of it seems supremely interesting or useful to you, uh, but you get a, a interesting look at at the uh, cartography process of of the people of Lipdrocht, or at least of its early days. After during all after after like not getting anywhere, Olorun just like goes. Talroth. Well, uh, first thing I'm going to do is uh, go back and start collecting some of the urnins that I had uh, left back here. Okay. I know there was a, there was a hundred gold for squashing a bug. I need to pick up. Yes, yes, the bug bounty. Uh, many of you do have the money to to claim from your bug bounties. Um, oh yeah. You can you can go ahead and do that. Cody's just throwing real life at us. We've got a lockdown. We've got murder hornets. We didn't even know it. Like, oh yeah, yeah, giant, yeah, right? giant hornets, giant horse. Oh my god, hornets. what if the game? What if the game is becoming reality? What if we are Jumanji? Then put that evil on me. <laughs> Don't do that. Then I'd feel like I could fix something. Uh, I know. Uh, tell Roth, other than your uh, bug bounties, it will, anything else you want to get up to? Uh, minor things, mostly. Sure. Uh, maybe just spot a shopping, see if I can find anything that's interesting. Um, maybe some nice footwear, something a little sneaky-sneaky. 
Okay. Aside from that, probably just getting used to the two swords, just still examining them, mm-hmm. kind of understanding where the family's from, see if I can find some history on them. Just a little side study. Okay. Yeah, if you want to make an investigation check on uh, House Hill Rain once you get to the library, you you don't know that this particular library is going to be terribly useful, but um, but you can still check on it. Uh, that's an 11. An 11? Nah, nothing, nothing even mentioned of House Hill Rain. It's it's sort of just outside the the realm of this particular place. Yeah, I expected as much. It's a rock. Ah, uh, well, uh, I need to go shopping. I want to try to get more arrows, and see if I can't find a plus one bow. Okay. Absolutely. Um, plus one. So, as you you sort of make your way through and around, um, regular arrows are easy enough to find. That is, that's not a problem. Um, that's awful. Awful RNG. Why would you do that? Moment. As for weapons, you do find a plus one short bow. You don't find a plus one long bow. Um... So that is And the range on that is sixty feet, right? The short one I believe so. Yeah. Sixty one eighty, I wanna say. Short post still has still has a, a pretty good range. Um it's just it's a D six instead of a D eight. Instead of a D eight, yeah. Yeah. That's its that's its major drawback. Um That's what you find as far... I mean, you also find plus one hand crossbow and a plus one light crossbow. And you can find plus one arrows, but longbow specifically doesn't uh, doesn't pop for you. All right. Um, I'll buy a couple more arrows then. Okay. Uh, one quiver of 20. Sure. And... Uh... I'm going to do a little bit of just perching up in a tree. Mm-hmm. And I want to watch um th- I want to watch people in the university mm-hmm. and see if I see anything noticeable, worthwhile. Okay. Um you can make either a perception or an investigation check if you would like. I'm... I will go perception. <laughs> yeah, that's that uh, kind of kind of what I was more thinking or feeling. So yeah, go for it. Uh, that is a nineteen plus five for a twenty-four. Okay. Um. Yeah, you you perch up in one of the trees uh, that is in the sort of central courtyard of the. Um, university. 
you can see a lot of the students coming and going. You can tell there is a lot of um, anxiety. There's a lot of students that are uh, angry about their expeditions being being canceled. There's also more students and more um, guards and adventurers in town than you have probably ever seen. And it is it is a good reminder that the population of the place is only sort of at an equilibrium when a good chunk of people are away from town at a time. Um, and suddenly you have, I don't know, two, three times what the normal number of students is in and around. And, th and there's a lot more of them than than you expect. Um, you do have a keen eye, so you do see Wyatt coming and going. He seems to be um, one of a, a malcontent in so many ways, and he was heading up, uh, if not exclusively, he was part of the group that had um, thrown their, their weight and support and, and wealth behind the expedition to the forge. So to see that be delayed has really put him uh, off. And you can see that there are, their expedition was ready to go. There are wagons, there are beasts of burden. Like they, they've got the full Oregon Trail, Oregon, or either one. You can pick your, your game there. Uh, like set up, they've got the wagons, they've got the oxen. The oryx, the horses, the, the pack mules, they've got every tool and guard and, and like every and they they have nothing to do with them now, you know? And uh, the adventurers, you can tell, are getting anxious. Um, not for right now, but they have the anxiety of if, if this drags on they're going to have to go find another place to, to work. Uh, you know, the school was a, a good steady income, but if it's not, if it's not running, um, they got to make money, you know? So tensions are very high. Uh, there seems to be, I would say a set of like five teachers uh that that seem to be the the main ones enforcing this um lockdown do i know them do i know the names uh make a history check uh history will be 12. Twelve? Okay. You know a couple of them. Uh, you do know a couple of them. You do not know all of them, uh, but you could spend the day and, and find out about them if you were so inclined. Um, the two that you do know is uh, probably one of the first people that you met here. Uh, Luna Zavaleta. 
she's a middle-aged human ranger, and she teaches um, what is tantamount to the um, wilds and wilderness, like, safety survival course. Cool. Yep. You can also tell that um, you've never asked her about it. You don't know necessarily a lot about it, but she was um, of any of the teachers that sort of saw you, she recognized you as being um, from out of town, let's say, and and at least was... Definitely. <laughs> and at least was interested enough to, to make an introduction and and check on you. So... Probably in those early days around Dorian's dawn, uh, she, she was somebody you felt comfortable talking with. Uh, her gear seems far older than she is, and you've never you've never really asked her about. Uh, other than Luna, the other one that you do know. is uh, Octavia Songvi. She is a female elf. And uh, she's an enchanter. Hmm. Not quite an adventurer, uh, much more of a bookworm, but she has a reputation for dealing with um, curses and dangerous uh, enchantments and cursed items that come back to back to the campus. Okay. Can I track down Wyatt? Yeah. Why it's not hard to find. Yeah, he's he is. All, you can see him. He he. You know which um, frat house he lives in, and he. Um, you saw him going into campus, holding what looked like a petition, uh, to, to for his expedition to go ahead, and uh, if you wait long enough, you'll see him come out. Yeah, I'm going to wait, um, and I'm going to wait till he's, um, I don't want to say alone, but until he's, like, not around people and actively um, trying to get petition supporter, like, petition people to sign up, and I want to drop, swoop in down onto him. Okay. Um, yeah, are you trying not to... physically onto him, just okay. in front of him. Are you trying to sneak up on him? Yeah, why not? Go for it. Uh, that'll be a 14 to stealth. Uh, 14 is his passive perception. So you... Beats it, beats it. Yeah, you do, you do sneak up on him. I'm going to say he sees you like at the last second. Um, so yeah, he, he is... He, he is slightly startled. Uh, he doesn't jump out of his skin, but it's a little more like, oh shit, somebody's going to run into me. Um, as, as you come swooping, swooping into 
talking to him. What would you like to do? Uh, Mr. Wyatt, yes? Yes. I'm sorry, have we... Yeah, it's not... Have I made your acquaintance? Not in so many ways. We, uh, we know mutual people. All right, what can I do for you, Mr... And he... When he says Mr., he has a... Is it a Mr.? I can't... I don't know if you're Donald Ducking or not, but he also doesn't know um, Eric Cochran Anatomy, and your voice is pretty high, so... Also, may I just briefly point out that even when Donald Duck was Donald Ducking, his dick wasn't just out. I know. I, I mean, actually, if you look at the old cartoons... Oh my that, god! Uh, <laughs> Win, Winnie the Poohing, I mean, there's so many options there. Cody the Tiger, naked yep. with a kerchief. <laughs> Not Donald Ducking, I do have pants on. Um, but, uh... Ah, uh, Ciroc. The name is Ciroc. Alright then, Ciroc. D- what, um... What if... I know you were uh, very upset when the uh, mission to the Forge was cancelled. Oh, I don't think it's been cancelled just yet. We have far too much committed to it at the moment. Sorry, let's say postponed. All right, postponed. I was planning to be a part of that mission. Hmm. I know that there were many adventurers that had uh, signed up. Hmm. I'm not happy it's postponed either. I'm wondering if you know under what circumstances this postponement has occurred. Hmm. He thinks for a moment, um, and he sort of looks you over. Uh, The details of which are hmm, slim at best. But, as best I can tell, a few of the Lesser prepared students have gotten themselves hurt or killed, and so they must punish all of us by grounding all further expeditions until something is fixed. I don't know! You don't sound convinced. Uh, I don't. Do I? Well, let's just say that it's been a struggle to get this expedition organized and put forth. And it wouldn't be the first time that this August body has acted, shall we say, overly cautiously. I fully suspect that there is nothing for me or my team be afraid of that by delaying us long enough they'll hope that we'll have to postpone for a full year or at least until spring I'm a might just be a simple Eric Cochran but what do you think the university has to gain from having you guys wait if you guys are ready Well, if you believe their explanations are safety, but as far as... But you don't. I don't. 
Madness Exploratorium is, first and foremost, a wing of the Magnus Arcanum. Who's to say that they haven't already arranged their own expedition from some um, uh, fort or military installation? Perhaps they would prefer those um, treasures pass directly into the hands of the state rather than um, the true so you think they're just cutting out the middlemen well something along those lines Hmm. even if that's not their true goal every moment that we wait somebody else has another opportunity to find and take advantage of this forge I'm going to start, like I nod in agreement, and thank you uh, for your insight, Mr. Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And I begin to walk away, and then I look back, mm-hmm. and I say, you'd never, I don't know, plan to do something crazy on your own or with a small group, would you? There is no progress without risk. And with that, I fly into the air and I go back to a perch and I just keep looking around. Okay. Yep. Um, because you rolled so well, I'll go ahead and let you know. So, so most of those talking points, Wyatt, you've sort of heard probably bits and pieces of them. Um, he is he he is not. Uh, subtle in his in his beliefs and he often uses whether they're true or not he uses those sort of accusations to undermine the um, uh, teacher body yeah no I just I wanted to know a how how determined he was mm-hmm. which is very and B, I wanted to know, I wanted to get some nature of a rapport with him because I feel like if, I don't know, information were to be leaked to Wyatt, everyone would hear about it very quickly. Probably, yeah. I'm also very glad you asked if he would do it. I was I was like sitting here going, he, that idiot's going to just leave. He's going to just fucking leave. Thank you. Thank you so much. We now know he's going to fucking leave. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you guys spend the, the 30th of Numenera, um, on your own, sort of doing, doing your own, your own thing. You suspect that, uh, word is Alvaro will have returned on the second of Apex. It is the first of Apex now. If you guys would like to get together and do anything before he arrives, you can, you do not have to. We can just skip directly to the second if you would like to. I don't want to rush you guys, but at the same time, I don't want to hold you back. I would like to, in general, have a like a group meeting and just talk with each other. Yeah. Before that, though, uh, the wasp stingers that we had picked up, I'll mm-hmm. probably just go cash those in. Okay. I think you said it was twenty-five per stinger, or yeah, sounds right.
And I'm just adding I, that to our party gold. Nice. Can I also go ahead and just cash in my gems as well? Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. If you want to, coins weigh more, but sure. Oh yeah, never mind. I'll keep them in gem form for now. I love that old uh, Gary Gygax trick. You find 40 million copper pieces. You gotta figure out how to get it back to town. <laughs> I hope you have a properly working supply chain. <laughs> and a strong back. That's, what, that's why Tensor's floating disc uh, exists. Exists? Yep. I use oh. it as an elevator. Makes a good elevator. Uh, apologies for the derail. Uh, what? Any anything else before you guys meet up? Uh, yeah, the only little spot of shopping that I was looking for. Maybe see if I can find some boots of all the kind. Just see if they're around. You checked uh, yesterday, and they did not have boots of all kind in the in the traders store. So. So you guys gather up. You're going to meet at, ooh, bonus gold for anybody that remembers your favorite bar. I can look it up in my notes. Sure. It's a real place from here. It's like the the, the peanut butter house or something. <laughs> the peanut butter house. It's some ridiculous name from a local Orlando bar. Oh, crap. I'm going to find it. <laughs> the public house? No, that wasn't it. No. I didn't. No. I didn't name I know. I stopped. fantasy I, bar. Hourglass Brewery. Hourglass Brewery, which apparently is a real place that somebody that's in the area. Mm. But yes, I like it. Thank you, Hourglass. Hourglass. And our favorite bartender is? Quick. Quick. Right. Damn, you beat me to it. Quickie. It was too quick. Yep. <laughs> okay. 25 gold pieces, Derek. You find it on the ground. <laughs> so you guys so have made your way to the hourglass. going to be really sad when they realize they're missing this. Uh, yeah. Um, so you guys have made your way to the hourglass brewery. It is a very well made. Uh, lots of lots of different taps and, and brews and um, beers that are there. It does sort of have now that it's in the summer months. It's got sort of an open air overhang that um, that has expanded out the size of it, and it is mostly brass and otherwise sort of a rustic wood, um, raw wood sort of. Sort of look. So, uh, you guys have gathered up at one of the the high top tables, uh, sort of a rough worked, uh, logged um, table. There. What would you guys like to do? And if you guys would like, uh, do you want to describe yourselves? Because sometimes we don't. We forget that not everybody knows what you look like. Olorun. Uh, yeah, so Olarun is, uh, he looks young. He's uh, about six foot one, you know, maybe 190, 200 pounds uh, in terms of like, like size. He's 
usually decked out in some type of chainmail uh, with a shield. Um, usually has uh, a sword at his hip, um, but he is—he's uh, got kind of uh, like light brown skin, um, but he has silver hair in uh, cornrows up until like the back of his head, and then he's got like single braids that go the rest of the way down and like kind of rest on his shoulders um he also has uh like golden eyes um and uh now you can see though uh one he doesn't have his sword at his hip um and uh he is usually um Normally pretty, like, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for the most part, but now he looks kind of tired, like he hasn't slept well in the last couple days, and he looks like he's a, a little annoyed. Hmm. Rock? That's right, I'm... Uh, Sirak is a lovely little bird boy. Looks like... A, oh... Looks like a bird. He is an Aarakocra, cockatiel variant. He's got orangey, rosy cheeks. He's got his little soup back of hair. Um, aside from the yellow complexion of his nape, uh, most of the rest of his feathering is gray. Um, he wears a traveler's cloak. Um, he has um, some leather armor. He's rocking a big quiver of arrows and a long bow on his back. And um, he's small. He's 5'8". He's not that tall. Um, he's a small bird boy, uh, speaks high voice. And he is um, looking surprisingly schemy compared to his normal, um, his normal kind of demeanor. It's usually the cat that has that look. I never see it on the canary. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Proud of that. Um, oh, yeah. Um, this is Fable Frost. She, oh, she is too white to be seen on the oh. camera. Shit. I can't do it. Ah, never mind. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> there's too much blowout of the light because she's not yellow. Like, if you could see her on this one. No, she is just a ghost, apparently. Um... She is uh, also a small... I can still hear her voice. Stop telling people I'm dead! Uh, she uh, she is also a small, um, about actually five, five two, five three, um, uh, slender build, a dancer's, uh, a dancer's build, uh, or a gymnast build. Um, she has white, she's an ice genasi, so she is very, very pale skin uh, with blue undertones, and you can see um, she's often covered in a thin layer of frost or ice uh, with snowflakes just if she moves too fast. There's a little bit of a flurry. Um, white hair up in a little pixie hoof, uh, hence this hair today. Um, she's usually wearing some sort of um, full body suit, like in silvers and blues, or... Uh, uh, a little like tutu style. She's her, her clothes are often very thematic and, and um, reminiscent of performing, and like it's there to put on a show. Um, and uh, yeah, she's um, 
Doesn't look like she should be old enough to have a drink, but at the bar she will immediately order something this strong. To, just, no matter what time of day it is, she is frustrated she couldn't find the book she wanted, and she would like a drink, damn it. So another version of Shirley Temple? I swear, Talroth, if you stop start giving, keep giving me non-alcoholic drinks, I'm going to set you on fire again. On purpose this time. I want my whiskey! <laughs> Brings us to Talroth. <laughs> yep. Speaking of Talroth. Nice. Now, in terms of looks, uh, yeah, Wood Elf Rogue, but a lot of his gear, it does look a, not really mismatched, but it looks like it can kind of come apart in different ways. Mm-hmm. So to kind of quickly just take the sleeves off his vest to change it up, kind of Madame Mardigan style. Mm-hmm. At least right now, he does have his uh, his double-bladed sword strapped to his back that Thosin helped him make, or Thosin made, and Talroth just kind of said what it looks like, to be specific. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he but he also has the two new swords that they picked up at House of Rain, kind of strapped to his hip. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just kind of walking in, slides a uh, fable, some proper whiskey. Okay. You guys are there in the bar. Um, Quick is going to uh, fitter his little feet about, and you see him. He's got his—he's a halfling, uh, and he's got his uh, raised sort of walking bar section, and uh, the steps. You can hear him rapidly sort of up and down the little steps, and is going to come over and uh, slide onto onto the high boy there. The drinks that you have ordered before he uh, goes about making his rounds. It is a busy day, even as it is lunchtime, um, with not a lot else to do. Day drinking has begun. So, <laughs> hey, uh, quick, when you got a second, I got something for you. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, just hold on. I'm coming. All right. Uh, what, what do you got? What, what's going on? All right, so I'm going to reach back into the into my bag and mm-hmm. pull out a bottle of that extremely aged bourbon that I ah. picked up from House Hill Rain. Yeah. And I'm going to slide it over to him like, I want to give this a shot. Very rare, very potent. Oh, I'm going to save that for the end of the day because after this, I will need it. I said I was coming. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, he, he sort of pops the, pops the cork just enough to like get a smell of it. And... That oh, you'll have to tell me where you got this. This this is gonna be great. Nicely done. Uh, and he. It gonna... might be haunted. What? what? Shouts after him. Uh, Nothing. What? Huh? Uh, uh, uh. It's a figure of speech. He does not believe you. <laughs> um. So, yep. And then he he makes his way. What? He can sell it for more if he calls it haunted bourbon. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point and all, but I don't know. I mean, last time I had a sip of that, I started seeing things. Like there was this big old fight, and the kid was like swinging this big old axe around, and I was swinging an axe around. And uh, Speaking of which, um, we should maybe not discuss that in public. Um, Alvaro wanted to talk to us about it. Um, he seems to know what the weapon was. And it seemed to bother him a little bit that we knew what it was. So, I, 
remember everything you can, but save it for Alvaro because I don't want any. If there's moles happening who are stealing things, it might not be the, the place. She she looks all shifty. She might not have found a spy novel, but she's living as though she's in one. She's coming the Mission Impossible theme, and she looks around the room. Uh, that's a that's a pretty fair point there. By the way, uh, speaking of the kid, uh, hey, uh, Olarun, where's your sword at? It's like, uh, your hips looking a little empty there. Olarun takes the drink that was in front of him, and which is probably alcoholic, most likely, which he's really hoping it is, and then just like kicks the whole thing back, like slams it down, and like looks at Talrot dead in his eye and goes. My name is Olarun. It's not kid. I'm the same age as that one, and you call her by her name. You put some respect on my name. When was the last time you killed a Bargra? Well, shit me running. All right, can we get another one of whatever that was, please? Quickly as you can. Thank you. No, that was damn mighty impressive of you. I mean, shit, I, I wasn't able to do a lick of damage to that motherfucker, but you? No, that was all you, man. So, hell, I'll stop calling it, kid. All the rude it is. And next round's on me. Okay. He, he just kind of nods and... Sorry, it's been a long couple days. Um... Are you all right? Yes and no. Um, do you guys know why I'm here? Do we? I think that's a question we're all trying to figure out. Why we're all here. <laughs> I don't know if I can hashtag, answer it for you. Hashtag existential crisis. Oh, boy. Again, I keep telling you, stop bringing these real-ass problems into my D&D escapism. Wasn't me. Well, uh, I know, it wasn't you this time. Um, have you told us what you're here for, the rest of us? Well, I know, um, I know you and I kind of crossed paths looking for some kind of treasure, some kind of weapon. Well, that's how we met treasure to begin with. So, at least that's as far as I remember. You were kind of searching for something. Yeah, and he, he, that, that haft that shall not be named. You know what I'm talking about, right? And he kind of yep. like looks around suspiciously. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like, and go, there's more of those kinds of things. Hey, I knew there was at least one because Alvaro, uh, had one um remember from history from stories i know there's a lot of them i roll really well on my history check on that actually i know there are more um yeah, there, there are quite a few of them aren't there well i have to find a certain one of them i'm guessing it's not the one that we uh know about because you'd be happier if it was I, yes, yes, very much so. So I've spent the last couple days trying to pin down the location of this one. And it's been some rough going. 
as well as there's been another development. Well, bore you with that. Um, oh. oh wait, development. I mean, what you mean about that? So, you know, some of the things that I can do, right? Yeah, smack a demon upside the head and knock knock the undead on their ass. Yeah, all that kind of good stuff. Flying. <laughs> oh, Thank yeah, you. Fly. So we're good. We're on the same page. We're like flying. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, you gotta teach me how to fly. That'd be kind of fun. Uh, I mean, he kind of like looks behind him. He goes, "I mean, there's nothing. I, I, it just happens. I don't know why." God, Alroth, you can't just go around asking people with wings to teach you how to fly. Very rude, really. It's my my dad was an adventurer. Uh, he wanted me to be just like him. He does that cool, like paladin, holy magic stuff. Um. He's him between him and my mom, you know, there's a lot of a lot of practicing to be an adventurer while I was growing up. But But is that what um, you wanted to be? I guess. I mean, what else is is there to do? Um and on top of that, you're going to think I'm crazy, but uh, that sword or that I, I, I told you about that I'm looking for kind of sort of came to me in a dream and told me to find her. It's a female, evidently. Um, and so... And in return, will help me do some really cool stuff. Well, well, we can stop trying to. We can we can tell uh, Treasure and Sarai to stop trying to set up Odorun. He has already spoken for a sword. No, no mere mortal woman can can top that. Not gonna be. Not gonna lie. <laughs> um, that's that just, that's weird. That have you met me? Uh, grew up in a circus. Uh, your swords are for swallowing. Is that not what you do with sex? And Olorun just kind of like, <laughs> just kind of like, blushes a little bit because he's, I, I, yeah, I just kind of like can't really compute in that situation. <laughs> um, oh, hi, I broke Cody for a minute. Um, uh, I'm gonna motion the quick another round double for her. <laughs> um, but um. Out of curiosity, what was... What's your sword called? I mean, she's not mine. I just... Not yet, anyway. I have to find her. Her her name is Dawnbringer. May I roll a history check, because I knew about the other one, to see if I've heard of that one? Sure. Thank you. I also try a history check with all the research I've done in the past. Sure. Yeah, treasure hunter, and uh, I broke the chat. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> apparently, 
All of the PCs are endearing. What the fuck? No, no. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hate for you guys yeah, to be likable. Uh... No, I liked it. It was good. Um, history? Mm-hmm. 18. Now, Roth? Oh, I not one. Oh, okay. I am sorry. I was I thinking about that. it. I'm just like, drink. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, Dawnbringer. Um Each of the Arms of the Fated has um Has its own sort of tales and stories that are associated with it. Um, you do know um, Dawnbringer is often um, often associated with stories about uh, creatures of the night. Um, sort of a a last ditch. Um, weapon or bastion or um uh spark of of hope against things like like vampire lords against things like uh nightshades and and gloom stalkers and um mental vampires as well as uh some underdark creatures uh like beholders and and dream monsters things like that those those tend to be the myths that the Dawnbringer centers around, and they tend to be um, a little more in the traditional hero style. Um, a number of sort of the arms of the faded, the histories that come with and around them, often come with like a cautionary tale uh, sort of bit. Dawnbringer is a little more wholesome in its in its presentation. Quickly is just continuing moving around, giving putting up your his drinks. So, if Olarun just kind of like start like starts chugging it and then like slows down a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I like start chugging it and slow down a little bit, and I kind of put it down and just. <sighs> so, just an educated guess here, then. You were so excited to go on this mission to a forge because that's where weapons come from. And it's a place to start? Yep. That's why I'm here. I was hoping to at least find a lead on where I can find Dawnbringer. And see where I can go from there. We accidentally stumbled upon one of her brothers or cousins in the, the thing that shall not be spoken. If we accidentally can find one, or start finding one, maybe we should stop looking for yours and it'll just happen. And he, he kind of, he, he kind of like stops and goes, and like, he does, like I do the whole like stop swallow thing. There's been a lot of people 
a lot of people who have tried to find it, her, and failed. Exactly. But she came to you, so maybe you've got to do something different. Well, well, I guess we'll see. There's... As... Well, anyway, we'll just talk about it later. Uh, we we got to find a mole now, right? That's that's what it is. Before we can go out on any more missions, yeah. But you want to and help? That's what I wanted to talk to some people about. Oh. <sighs> Shift. So here's it going. I may have spoken with Wyatt. He's a turd. Uh, uh, no, no, he's not a turd. He's an irredeemable shit. There's a difference. <laughs> um, but I spent my day yesterday um, just going around and keeping an eye on everyone at the university. And there are a lot of people angry, a lot of people annoyed, but there's only one person who's voicing as who's vocally so opposed to this and i have an idea we think there's a mole but we don't know how to suss out this mole i can bet that if we leaked some information to wyatt it would get around and then we could set up a trap for the so-called mole the mole isn't him. Of course it's not him. But if we tell him there might be a mole, then he goes, he tells everyone, because he's trying to undermine the teachers, he thinks he's better than them. And then it gets to the mole that there is thoughts that there might be a mole. And we set up a trap. We set up a plan. I don't disagree with the theory, but I do worry that Wyatt, who have seen what he's like, is uh, an unstable catalyst for this sort of trap. Even if he knows nothing, he may say something to the wrong person, or decide to keep his mouth shut, or decide, I'm going to find them all myself, and then pair up with them so they'll stop, and then I don't necessarily trust him as a tool, honestly. I mean, he is a tool, but not the kind we need. Yeah, I'm kind of agreeing with Fable on this one. Also, curiosity, what? That... You go. Sorry about that. You're good. Uh, yeah, what I was just about to say was, uh, if we start kind of spreading the word out there and it gets known that there's a mole, what to say that the mole just skedaddles, and then just nothing. We don't hear anything about him. We don't know where he came from. Who he's going to? However. The basic concept of spreading information that might get back to them is not a bad idea. I just don't think we tell that, that we know there's a mole. I think instead, we plant the seed of a fake expedition or a fake artifact. They have been, they have been asking us, they've been hunting us down for having adamantine. What if we fake something or, or, or pretend like we found something big? and wait for them to come to us that way. 
this back can work too. Mm. I think it's safer than you're right, spooking a mole, but the same basic concept of admitting that of bringing a mole to us. Yeah, plus, part of me can see that if Wyatt somehow manages to get the mole's attention and then he outs the mole, he's going to look like a big old hero and he might be taken a little more seriously. We do not need him taken seriously. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, getting the mole to come to us, that's... I kind of like that. I like that idea. So far, we've seen that the mole wants adamantine, correct? That's why I do think we should wait... We sh should wait till Alvaro comes back, because he seemed to know about other people getting targeted. Maybe they're going after more than just adamantine. Maybe, maybe we don't have all the information yet, but we can at least get a plan in the works and then and then talk to him when he gets back? We can. We can. Uh, we, I mean, we don't have to start today. It's yeah. just, I want to I wanna get some ideas rolling for this. But then Agreed. there's one other thing. When I mm. spoke with Wyatt, mm. there might be a non-zero chance that he might be wanting to, willing to, planning to move on with an expedition regardless. In other news, ice is cold. <laughs> I <laughs> that that you are you are probably absolutely not wrong, sir. Uh what a fucking idiot he is. Not you, Sirak, you're wonderful. Um Oh no, why I got it. Yep, good, okay, good, just making sure. Um, well, should we just fucking let him? Did it get him out of our hair for a while? No, am I evil? Did I just did I just become the evil you, PC? <laughs> do you really want to take the chance that he gets there on his own? You think he's Fight. insufferable now? That's really true. That's a better reason than my thought process. I am a terrible person, it's fine. Um, Fable's just gonna have a small crisis. Uh, it, it's okay. So what's I our... Agree. So what's our plan? Just wait for Alvaro? Wait for Alvaro tomorrow, we'll speak with him. In the meantime, we could maybe hit the library and find... Uh, if there's research on other mythical adamantine artifacts, I'd like whatever we said we found to somehow be based on truth. If we just say, oh, we found this oh of adamantine in the mountains, and they go, that's not real. Uh, but we could maybe research where other ones are and, and see if we can whip up a, a probable lie. Yes, I love books. I can go. <sighs> they, they're you... like trees, but dead. <laughs> well, I hate that attitude, so I'll go to the library. You keep spying on people. <laughs> yeah, I'll kick on to the library with you. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably I'll probably go. Um, I'll help him out a little bit in searching for those, but I'll also... Um, 
try and look for any stories about anyone who might also be connected to Dawnbringer. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll investigation checks for things that you are investigating today before Alvaro returns. That's a spicy 12. I cannot roll tonight. 18. 11. Again. <laughs> um, while two of you find not what you're looking for, but you also feel like it just wasn't wasn't going your way. Um, Olarun, you are surprised to find that there is a conspicuous absence of mentions of the arms of the faded beyond that phrase. Occasionally it pops up as as sort of a, a local Lictrachtian um, legend, legendary weapons known as the arms of the faded. That's about as much as this library seems to hold or say about that topic. Oh, has one, right? Um, or had one. Or had one, according to, to the stories you have heard. Filing that away to uh, have a conversation with uh, said man when I have a chance. Okay. So... You guys spend the rest of the day, you do your bits of research. The following morning, you have your individual um, ablutions. And you begin to make your way to the campus when word reaches you that Alvaro has uh, has returned and is in his office. Um, as you are going, you can see that um, Wyatt has roused a number of his uh, expeditionary party, and uh, he is attempting to meet with Alvaro himself. Although the hallway, as you that where his office lies, um, you can tell that there are uh, Sorak. You notice those five teachers that are there, sort of keeping the peace and keeping people in um, in line. And so there's, you're in the hallway in this odd sort of waiting pattern. Uh, are you guys going to try to skip uh, Wyatt and make your way in ahead oh, of him? I am doing that for sure. I am kicking on the hood and I'm just trying to sneak past him. Okay. Yeah, I, make, make yeah. a stealth check. And before we jump into this conversation, do we want to do the, the giveaway trigger? Yeah, go ahead and tell us what is going to be the keyword for the giveaway tonight. Tonight's keyword for these amazing free dice, free metal dice, is hashtag mole hunt. So make sure you're entering that in chat there. We'll be given uh, two in the giveaway shortly um and so that's always gonna be nice i believe i made everyone eligible ah stop it yeah amazing so uh that's hashtag mole hunt yes like that but one word there you go thank you so much and hang tight y'all okay cool um so yeah we'll probably do that in what like 30 minutes after a break? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, 
Stealth check. 23. 23. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Go ahead and roll me a percentile. Percentile is 21. 21. Okay. So, you Wyatt has not seen you. He is he and and the couple of people that seem to be surrounding him are completely preoccupied. You think maybe one of the teachers has seen you? Um not because your stealth was poor, but because yeah, it's a crowded hallway, but there's also other than people, there's not a lot for you to hide behind. So you you are you are sort of a fleeting passing figure. Um, but nobody's as made a move to like intercede or stop you. As I'm passing by Wyatt, mm -hmm. can I just pick his pocket real fast? Yeah, make a slide of hand check. Yes. That is a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. Um, Please have his day book with like, I'm planning to leave for my own adventure on the 5th. They don't know it. <laughs> What was the total? 20 total. 20 total. Yeah, I rolled a 7, but I have a plus 13 to yeah. slap that hand. You rolled an 18 with a plus 4. Eh. Oh, shit! So as you go, oh, no. as you slip past him, unseen, you very casually begin to sort of reach your fingers out. And... Almost by happenstance, he's, you can hear him having the conversation with, with the teacher in front of him as his stack of, um, of petition signed forms, uh, and he is reaching towards his belt to grab something else and, and sees your fingers, uh, beginning to, to caress um, the pockets in his in his robe, and he's he sort of bats your hand away and turns around. Is the hell are you doing? Like, the hell are you doing? What are you knocking me away for like that? Trying to reach into my robes. What are Why you? the hell would I re reach into your robes? I don't know. It must be like, some. You sort are of... ten years too young for me, sir. I agree, pervert. Say, like, who's the perfect knocking my hand away? I was just walking by just to have a nice conversation with the teacher, and you start trying to knock me away and knock into me. It's like, how do I know you won't try to reach into my pants, boy? Make a deception check. <laughs> as 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 all this is happening, can I also like try and like essentially push my way in to talk to Alvaro and in the process like shoulder bump the crap out of Wyatt? Uh you could do one or the other. Uh pushing your way into the T into Alvaro's office, the, everybody's pretty distracted with this display, but if you're going to shoulder check Wyatt, you will have put yourself in the middle of that scene. So what I will you... be slipping in to see Alvaro and avoiding the scene. Just okay. Yeah, actually, I'm going to do the yeah. same thing. Okay. Smart. So I had rolled an eight. So that is a total seven for deception. <laughs> um, the, the scene begins to erupt as... Alvaro's supporters begin, or uh, Wyatt's supporters begin to sort of uh, 
yell and people begin raising their voices. A couple of people believe you, Talroth, and, and they, uh, they, you suspect there are people that find Wyatt to be overly sensitive anyway and, and probably just not fans of him. The teachers begin trying to keep the peace. Uh, it, it devolves into this ridiculous shouting match with you at the center of it um, as, as they just continue to sort of yell over the top of each other. There's a little bit of, of, of like pushing and shoving, um, nothing that is genuinely violent. Um, I am going to continue goading Wyatt and accuse him of copping the feel. Okay. Um, yeah, the... Not many people... So as as awful as Wyatt can be, not many people seem to suspect him of that. But it is it is enough for them just to be pissed off at you. And um yeah. My whole them. goal is just okay, I pulled the dump. I am keeping their eyes on me. I am making sure I am the center of attention here. Mm-hmm. Sirak, are you slipping into the office as well or are you staying out with Talroth? Is uh Luna um, in the middle of this? Yes, she is. Okay. In that case, then, I am going to um, slip into the office with um, with the other ones. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so, You guys, we finally found it. We found the glorious reason behind Talros' terrible con- uh, uh, charisma scores. Just get people to hate you, and that's all. Just fuck charming people. Go make them hate you. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> As the three of you slip into the office of Alvaro, it is small. Um, not a not a very big office, but it is private. It does um, have a, a window uh, that. It's on the far side of the room. As you come into the office, uh, immediately to the right is his desk. Behind behind the desk, he has some shelves. It's kind of a, like a little wraparound desk, shelves with, with um, books and notes and scrolls and maps and, and a variety of things over there. And um, there is... Above that, a um, a weapon rack that uh, very much sort of the style weapon rack that is like what would hold a, a samurai's daisho, those three three tiers, and up on the top there is a long hafted um, weapon. Then there is uh, looks like a, a a long sword, and then below that is a um, a short. Um, the longsword looks sort of thin, almost rapier-like. Uh, if you guys would... Hmm. None of you are from the Republic, so none of that means anything to you. Um, none of the stylings, at least, of the weapons that are there. He is sitting at his desk... Um, he is talking with somebody who is on your side of the desk. As you open the door, 
Um, the elder gentleman of salt and pepper hair, perfectly coiffed black hair with a black beard, and but the smallest hint of gray right at the chin, turns and looks at you, and the look is out. Um, he has a piercing gaze and a demeanor of importance that is palpable. Uh, when the door opens, Alvaro rises to his feet, and um, you guys sort of make your way in, and the noise of the commotion outside begins to filter its way into the room. Before Alvaro can say anything, the elder statesman, who's cast his gaze in your direction, peers slightly past you and looks back as you understand this chaos is your doing. I will not allow such devolution in my institution. Write this, or write yourself a recommendation of departure. And he looks at you, uh, anticipating you to part or him to leave. Are you guys getting out of his way, or are you going to stand put? going to move directly in front of him and say we have reason to believe the institution the Magnus uh, uh, the Magnus Exploratorium may be in danger Also, it's very nice to meet you, sir. Uh, Sirak, My name's Fable. What are you doing? Oh, sorry. Sirak, um immediately moved to the other side of the room, way out of his way, and sat down in a chair. Okay. Fable, um, like, wants <laughs> to shake cool. his hand. <laughs> he does not shake your hand, Fable. Um, after hearing ah. Olarun, he looks back at Alvaro, and he looks back to you, Olarun. If that is so, I would require proof. But until such time as you have that proof, I require will be. Olorun just kind of. Olorun kind of has like a, a miniature flashback. Mm hmm. And then just kind of like slowly steps out of the way. As if by magic, the door opens and the statesman will walk out into the hallway. You can hear the commotion um, continue to echo 
throughout the halls. And as the door is slowly beginning to cast shut, um, you can hear everything go silent. Dead silent. And those of you that can peer out of the door, you can still see people's mouths moving. Um, Tauroth, you find your words empty. You can literally hear nothing. Uh, yeah, all noise in the area has gone. And then you hear a reverberating word echo through the hallway. Zone magic seeming to pierce the area as he declares disperse. Uh, Tauroth, I need you to make, I believe it's a wisdom saving throw. That's a, that's a five. Uh, you are commanded to disperse, and so you must. We'll meet you back at the bar, buddy! <laughs> Um, so, as you guys, as this display happens past you, and, um, Alvaro watches it, you can see in his eyes, make insight checks, the three of you that can see him. Eighteen. Nine. I've got Five. sage my dice tonight. Olaroon, you spent much of your youth with tutors and teachers, and um, Alvaro in many ways reminds you of some of your best teachers who unfortunately find themselves uh, having to answer to an administration or what might have been your parents once upon a time um, that have their own demands and agendas and um, and seem to hear nothing but results as opposed to um, the process and growth. When the door clicks shut, Alvaro sits down and looks up at you all, recognizing Fable and the rest of you because you were actually at the scene, whether the players were or not. Um, well, I, I hope this is going to be, oh, right, I apologize. Alvaro is from the Southern Isles, so I hope that this And is, a dwarf. And a dwarf. I am a dwarf of the Southern Isles. Uh, those of you that don't know, Alvaro is, is dwarvish. He has, uh, short red hair uh his beard is trimmed tight with uh with some white at the temples and at the edges of his mouth um he speaks with the uh, traditional lil of of the southern isles oh, so i do hope that this is a more pleasant visit than the last one that i had do that kind of magic, so your odds are probably pretty high. Yeah. Who's the scary motherfucker? That. Uh, that is the great and 
Honorable Dean of the Magnus Auditorium. Uh, turns to Olorun and she's like, Remind me to add this to the list to tell Talroth of why he's not calling you kid anymore. Because that was also terrifying. <laughs> More than most people would recognize him as Dr. Drake Galvin. You no. Will, you will have made your way to my office in the midst of what is to say not a small bit of commotion. I am hoping that you have come with good news or something of benefit to me, not to be selfish, but I have had a bit of a day and I only returned this morning. So what can I do for you? Starters, we can talk about the blood burner. What is it that we you... saw it, you know? You did. Well, in a absinthe-esque, trippy sort of um, dream memory, hmm. we saw a memory. We felt we actually lived a memory uh, back at the manor. It was like it was trying to tell us where it was, mm. or where it had been, what it's been doing. So, sounds good, Talroth. Um, also, when you come back, you can sneak your way back into the room, because um, once the command is command only followed, lasts so long. <laughs> once it's followed, you can reset, but you do have to take a walk and come back. So, go for it. Yeah, I'm just gonna get a quick drink. I'll be right back. Go for it, please. Um, that is, in most experiences, the preferred form of communication from the, uh, from the arms. Would you care to elaborate on your dreaming experience? She does. She will tell, at least from her point of view, everything that she remembers from the, um, seeing the battlefield and the watching the the weapon burning like uh, like like fire magic and all these things that she remembers um all the while kind of glancing at Olorun like not sure she doesn't mention that that's how his sword came to him was in a dream sequence but she is like willing to let him step in whenever he's ready if he wants to um in case he won't be like she'll if he if he doesn't if he doesn't take it, she's not going to mention the other one. She'll just talk about Bloodburner because that is that is her story to tell, uh, not the other one because that's not her story to tell. Does Olorun step in? Uh, yeah, he does. Um, and he he kind of like he kind of reaches into his bag. And pulls out the haft and puts it on the, um, on the, uh, on his desk. Alvaro looks over it for a very long moment. The fact that, uh, you were able to put it down is a good sign, so that is 
reassuring. You can see him sort of thinking about picking it up, but he seems to resist the urge for for the moment. And we are actually going to take a break. Uh, it is Good evening, everyone, and welcome back. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. This is Disasters in Danger. With me tonight, we have Cole. Hi, I'm Cole. I am playing Olarun Dawnseeker, the ASMR Paladin Hexblade Warlock. I'm Eric, and I'm playing Sirok, the Aarakocra Horizon Walker Ranger. I'm Caitlin Fable Frost, the Eastern Nazi of Phoenix Hell Sorcerer. Howdy, y'all. This is Mars. I'll be playing Talroth Oakenblade, the Wood Elf Scout. Okay. Um, so, guys, if you got it in before uh, or over the break, hashtag Molehunt, we're about to announce our giveaway from Norse Foundry. They are our sponsors for this campaign. Um, super excited and, and happy to have them. Um, and also, if you stay tuned after the, or maybe after this announcement, something, we're doing more giveaways. We're going to tell you about those. I was told not to say it early, though, because I ruin everything. So I did not say that. You did not say it in that way. I said it in that way. So I take responsibility for that. <laughs> I didn't want to confuse anybody. So, um, uh-huh. That's true. I didn't. Well, we talked about it. Didn't want to confuse people. Um, so do we have a winner for the... We North do! Um, I roll, I, as you know, I always, I always roll evens or odds to see if it is going to be a patron or a, uh, or a chat. It was a patron today. Mm. Um, so the winner is, um, Nicholas Buta. He has been a pro, he has been, uh, a $10 pledger since, uh, for a minute now, um, right. for, for nine months. Uh, for us, has, has patronized us for nine months. So, congratulations, Nicholas, um, who is not even in the chat, because that is the perk of Patreon, is you don't actually have to watch live to be able to be entered. So, if you feel bad that you missed this one, and you want uh, extra chances to win uh, next month, uh, or next week, next week when we do our next giveaway, next week, um jump on in there and it will be a good time now, next so, week we're doing a pin giveaway right From yes Bardic we Inspiration. are yes nice. we are so our pins yeah the pins are up uh for for order now not even pre-order real order you want them you can buy them uh and we're going to be giving one away next week do we know what you want to announce what show it's going to be on or anything about that I thought you wanted to do it on the Tuesday show next week. We can do it on the Tuesday show we'll next week. We'll just run week. down. So, so keep an eye out tomorrow on all of the social medias for how to enter. And then a week from tomorrow, we will do the next giveaway. Sounds good. I am super excited for all of that. Uh, so congratulations to Nicholas. Thank you for your patronage. Uh, hope you're going to enjoy these. We'll be sending them out with more shipping this week. Uh, and now let's get back to the adventure, shall we? Our adventure is in Lichtracht. Our heroes are in the midst of a conversation with a war hero turned teacher, one Alvaro de Montes of the Southern Isles, the Republic of the Black Gem. And they had just presented him with the haft of the Bloodburner, 
and uh, it is one of the arms of the faded, a destined weapon that is said to right the um, said to to write the future of Lictrocht in blood. So, Alvaro looks over the haft for a moment. It is a large, um, large haft, and you can see where the axe heads, the double-bladed axe heads, had, had snapped, been sheared, broken off of them. And uh, he looks down at it, and you can see for a moment is considering picking up the weapon but uh but he resists and he sort of tilts his head towards where the axe blades would be examining it closely that is that is something that is not likely to happen without a truly prodigious amount of power. Something does not merely defang an arm of the fated. It is perhaps only three things that could have done such. Another arm destined to clash Perhaps one of one of the legends of Lictrak. Or some demi-deity that has manifested its abilities to sit beyond those of destiny. The vision which you have described to me of this mighty battle. The central figure you have said is a large minotaur wielding these axe heads as though they were punching knuckles. It sounds as though you know who has your blood burner fades. But to face such a foe is dangerous, to say the least. I I must warn you, destiny, or those that would wield it, it works in roundabout ways. Clearly, this is not meant for you. As he sort of looks over three of you. Tauroth probably sneaking his way back in about about this time. Um, and he'll just sort of raise an eyebrow and look look to the door where Tauroth comes in. Or you. And then back to the matter at hand. But perhaps it is expectant of you to reassemble it. Uh, it might offer you some form of boon, 
for you to do so. But ultimately, the arms of the fated are drawn to those who can wield them, drawn to those who would wield them. This is symbiosis, a connection. Sometimes the weapon subsumes the man. Sometimes the man may dominate them. In the best cases, man and weapon are one. This is, well, feeding there. Showed itself to more than one of us. Yes, well, perhaps it was attempting to tempt you all into choosing someone to wield it with no clear air present. Perhaps it is just desperate to be whole again. Is it perhaps that it wanted someone different? Or she did did Olorun he hasn't mentioned anything to Alvaro about his own weapon, correct? No. And she won't say that. Um is it possible that that weapon would bond with someone else instead? Just because Olorun kept it it's the only reason he was safe is because it didn't want him in particular. In particular, he'll kind of reach out. You can see him sort of feeling the magic that is that is on it. I'll kind of keep my hand, like on the desk, yeah. right next to it. Yeah, he still inches away from touching it, but as though he was feeling the heat that emanated off of a fire, or warming his hands at a fireplace. He is not touching it, but he is he is embracing that sensation. Um, as though it in some way is speaking to him. You wonder if it is meant for Olorun. I, I don't think it is that... No, I don't think it's meant for Olorun. I think we saw that by the fact that it let him put, it, him put it down. Hmm, well. But there were others of us who saw it. And whereas I don't think it's meant for me, because I don't have enough upper body strength to carry it, uh, there are other people. There are. Who saw. There are many other people. I and think... what would happen if one of them picked it up? And it liked them. I think not every arm is destined for just any person. It is one that is intended that um, that fits with your skills, your legacies, your nature. If you were to pick it up and hold it dear, you were to become one with it. It would require you to meet its 
needs. I have seen them change people. Warp them, warp their past, their future. Those are not good pairings. Those are not good partnerships. Those are deals of subservience made by desperate people to wield power that was never meant for them. Uh, that would kind of explain uh, the condition of the abode that we found this in. Some people. And, uh, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, Olorun will kind of like take a deep breath and go, you, you use one of these. He'll nod, thinking, pondering. Well, that is true. I did wield a arm of the fated for a period of time. Not this one, clearly. What would... Is there... A further question behind that, or merely the accusation of um, what allowed taste? What allowed you to let go? Personal determination, primarily. The lure of a well-bonded arm is. not merely intoxicating it is wish fulfilling i wielded a weapon that spoke to the heart of men like me soldiers in a war people who had volunteered to do great things for others. Learns its name well. For men like us, retirement is difficult to follow. Knowing when you have made your last ride, when you have swung your last swing. Even as you have years left to adventure. If I had continued, I would have never stopped, but trust me, every day is tempting. Ultimately, I must decide what type of person it is that I have wished to be. Am I what the weapon says? Am I a glory maker? I had had enough glory for a lifetime. And still, that reputation haunts me. It is why men like Drake assume that I am able to 
snap my fingers and protect all the students. It is why boys like Wyatt question why I have not fixed all of the world, world's ills. These are naive notions as to the limitations of power. I have had my glories. I seek no more. So, that is why I have been able to put it down. If in my heart of hearts I did still desire the real battle, the clash of metal and arms, welch of blood and mud. To hear the thrum of battle again in my ears and to know when to press forward, when to retreat. Build up the bonds of brotherhood, specifically so that when bone and viscera scattered from beloved friend that the emotion might embolden one who were heights is an uh, if in this uh, if in no. this is not a too personal of a question to ask you hmm. when you finally did let go yes where the weapon go? Somewhere I could watch it. Abel looks at the sword on his wall and goes, Can you watch it right there? <laughs> A little higher. Above the sword is, is a glaive. Is it ever tempting to pick it back up again? Should the world need you? Have you ever known a man who lived his life in the drink? Until all was not and his life was lost. And he... refused another drop, but still kept that bottle on his shelf. To remind him... He dangers within or those that had smoked as though they were <laughs> charring meat with the, their lungs until the breathe made them bleed but still they held that pipe so close this is simplest besides such things as that are not to be trusted on their own and he sort of, to be honest, it is a part of the package. One does not uh, espouse themselves to be a great war hero of legend and fame and show up without the signature piece. As a bard famed for a song, 
cannot go a set without, um, as they say, how do you say, play the hits. So. Glory Maker is ever understanding, if truth be told. Understanding is one that we both share. As much as I say I am retired someday, I will say I am not. On that day, the glory maker will own me. Or it will find someone else to make glories with before that. Eh. Either way. Which is my life. I'll uh, I'll take the haft and I'll kind of put it back in my my bag. Um. And I'll go. What? Have you ever heard of Dawnbringer? I have. I have heard of Dawnbringer. I have heard of the mole. Well, we would like to discuss the latter with you, and the mole. You have some, <laughs> yes. Oh, all right. And when you have some time, I would appreciate being able to discuss the former. I know a little, but I, I do not know if it will be satisfying to, but. Um... I'll tell you what I need, what you need to know. I don't know. I can tell you things. <laughs> In the meantime, however, um, as it does not appear that our thieves and moles are up to find those weapons. No. And it does seem as though hunting for all of them is going to be a longer journey than any of us have time for right now. The current issue of not being able to leave town um, needs to be dealt with. Got some ideas in mind, but anything else you could tell us about who you think the mole might be? As best I can tell, it is someone with access to... The schedules. Knowing of the information coming and going when the teams are anticipated to return. There are And how many have gotten hit? Over the past four weeks. Sixteen. Time? Sixteen. So out of how many? How many left and how many? What percentage are we talking of ones who got hit? And did they all have things in common? Was it just adamantine being stolen or was everything being stolen? Yours was the only report of adamantine being stolen. Mm -hmm. uh, most others, well, most others did not survive to report such things. In the first week, it was perhaps one of five. Within the last week, it has been every caravan reported to return. The last of our expeditions should return by the end, by week's end. 
And we are keeping uh, adventurers busy hiring new guards to patrol the nearby force. Perhaps we would require a fighting force to snuff out these cultists, but that is tending to a symptom, not the cause of the disease. Have all of them on their way back? Can you repeat that? Have all of them been attacked on their way back? Yes. I.e., they went, they got something worth getting, they were attacked on the way back as though someone is looking to not do the dirty work of dungeon delving, but just to scoop up the items on their way back in. Primarily, yes. All of them have been attacked on the return trip. The... Either someone's looking to get rich without doing the dirty work, or they can't stray too far away from here between missions, enough to chase them on their way out, or maybe they've got to catch them closer, but maybe they're hoping that the expeditions will have done their worst and weakened the target. I can think of a hundred reasons why, but none of them are good. No, no, none of them are good. There are many reasons why. Not all of the hmm, treasures that have been brought back from these caravans have been taken, as you saw in that fiery, fiery, uh, wagon. Those chests were gone through, but not entirely ransacked. Um, a small question. Um, considering different departments are sending out, uh, different of the caravans, who would have lists to all the departmental um, searches? There are a couple of people. Um, Quartermaster, perhaps, if they are providing supplies to any expedition, they are a good place to start. There are also, as you all are, I'm sure you remember, there are ledgers that um, provide a daily log of events that transmit from one ledger of scribing to others here. So. Perhaps someone with access to the ledger quarter of the library. Although that is usually separated by college, they are still kept in a central location. Other than that, there is perhaps a few of the deans of the individual colleges that might um, keep record and sharing, but the return trips are never specific, are not always specifically scheduled. As your own particular expedition to the Patchstone Wastes should remind you, there was no return date set for that expedition. Can you tell me, we've noticed some very unhappy folk out in the hallway who don't want their expeditions delayed. Mm. And I'm sure this isn't the first time you've had to deal with angry faculty, staff, students. Um, is there anyone you can think of who maybe asked to be let along on some of these adventures and was denied? 
one reason or other. Hmm. Perhaps are... if we're looking for someone who was not deemed talented enough or or is trustworthy enough, we've got a place to start. I could perhaps put together a short list and run through some alibis for you for that. There are uh, any number of students that are denied expeditions, either due to poor planning or poor grades. Um, just likeliness to die also factors into most decisions made as to whether one should or could make that decision make that trip that's fair Sirak had a very good idea about trying to draw them all out but i think fine-tuning that trap with as much background information as we can will save us a lot of trouble and make sure things get to the right people you know, right, it turned to rocks. You know, if, we, if we're looking for a teacher and we accidentally only target the students with our false information, that will, will miss things. If we can find a little bit out about potential suspects, might help. So anything helpful you think you have, Alvaro, it would be... Load me up with some books. I'll do a research paper. <sighs> It'll take me a day or two to come up with that list for you. Anywhere we should start looking in the meantime. Mm, like I said, the quartermaster or the ledger Great. ledger quarter of the library. Those would be the places I would suspect this information is gathered from. But... Um, other than that, I am not sure. I'll have to begin my own investigation. Well. So then, this has been a wonderful time. Um, if you have any other pressing questions, now is your opportunity to ask. I cannot guarantee I will be always available later. If Olarun wants to speak to him in private, I can. Fable will happily leave and go. You're muted. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll just turn to you guys. Um, if you guys could. Give me a second. I'll be. We'll meet right you back out. at. Uh, can we can we meet you back at the bar? Take your time. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Alvaro will stand as you guys exit. Um, sort of a, a proper departure from a soldier. Um. Olorun. Um, I'll turn him, I'll say, first off, thank you, sir, for your time. Um, and then he'll just reach out his hand mm -hmm. and summon his sword. And this was why I asked you about Dawnbringer. But there's no Dawnbringer. And he goes, yeah, I, I, 
Yeah, I know. Um, um, the the blade in your hand sort of rings in this um, angelic chime that reminds you of Celestial. And as it permeates through the room, the um, glaive that sits on the top shelf of Alvaro's desk on that um, stand. Much the same way, um, you know when you say a certain word, you hit a, 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 a note and a piano will sort of ring in response that harmonic nature it's something like that it sort of rings out as well Nalvaro keeps his eyes locked on on you um I'm going to see how He to he to best. Um, he looks at you and goes, uh, I am so very sorry, my young friend, but it seems... It seems you have entered into a agreement with something beyond your kin. Yeah. It's more. It's more like I didn't necessarily know what I was getting myself into at the time. But I. Uh, this is. What's another? Thing that someone else wishes of me. It's not necessarily anything new. Dombringer is attracted to um, good souls. Souls of sacrifice and duty, diligence. So, you have much to be proud of, but in the same time, it is a um, it is a difficult thing to be beholden to fate. Your freedom is perhaps at the end of that long quest that has been laid in front of you. He says, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, um, I've seen the people who have attempted the quest, or I've seen the people who seen what was left of them. Mm -hmm. 
I need to know all I can so that I don't wind up just a, a forgotten memory. He thinks for a moment and you can hear rising up like a wave that enters and passes through the room. A great roar. Not of a beast or an animal, not of a monster. The cheer of a crowd, more than a crowd, a, a, a hundred, a thousand, a hundred thousand, just a, an army shouting. And it pierces your ears, almost deafening, even as his lips start to move. You're having trouble making out the words. Um, and then you... You look at the blade in your hand as it begins to glow. First, a deep red. And you think it is fire. But it's actually shifting into sort of a purple and an orange. And then at your back, your pack begins to get warm. Not just warm, hot. Burning and on fire. Um, you have to make a dexterity saving throw to kick off your pack before the blood burner um, catches your clothes ablaze. Twenty. What was it? Natural twenty. Natural twenty. Absolutely. Um, For a you, twenty-one. Yeah, you 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 swing off the blood uh, the the backpack, and as the blood burner um, pet bounces off of the ground, it'll sort of roll um, almost of its own volition up and lay itself against against the wall, um, and it you can see it's like a log on fire. Um, literally smoldering and burning there. Alvaro stands up and hammers his fists into into the desk. Um, and the thrum of the crowd diminishes. And then the light begins to fade and the fire burns out. And he's going to turn and look up at Glory Maker and uh... <laughs> And he, he says to me, You have better behave yourself. I will throw you in a river. You know I will do this. Stop it. Stop it now. So. You, my friend, are in a bit of trouble. You have so many things, any gestures to each of these destined weapons and these ideas. Tell me of your dream. And trust in your friends. This is all I can tell you. Beyond that, if you wish to give up your bond, your responsibilities, well, and he sort of looks at the blood burner haft. There is another quest you could take up. I don't think it would be any easier or better for you, but if 
<laughs> if bucking the life that so many others have put before you is what you wish to do, then you can. Each of the arms performs a necessary task. It performs the task better for those who are stronger, for those who serve purpose, for those destined to make great decisions at key moments of history. Dombringer has been out of the game for a very long time. It is desperate to get back into the game. You have seen what other champions of it have fallen to. And you must decide whether you think you are better than them, more prepared, or that there is something worthy within you. If you have not made that decision, I would not pursue the blade. Or perhaps because you are cautious, prepared, because of your self-doubt, maybe this will make you not overconfident the way your predecessors have been. Or shrugs. You've given me a lot to think about. I do that. I'm a teacher now. It is, <laughs> it is really my purpose. Well, Say wise things when I don't actually know the answers. So. <laughs> Gift. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Of course. Of course. Um, if, um, if, if something comes up, is it all right if I come back? As long as I am here, you are welcome to come and speak with me. Yes. Thank you. And then shoo, the sword goes back to its pocket dimension. Mm -hmm. As it does, you hear a desperate whisper sort of fading from your ears. Find me. Come for me. Um, I also like as I'm as I'm turning out, I'll motion to the blood burner half, and I'll just be like, "Do you do you want me to take that, or do you want to hold on to it?" It is up to you. If you think it is of use to you, then you should take it. But if or if you intend to see it pieced back together, do so. It um. It may be grateful may have some hidden gems of information for you, for you to piece it back together. But I should be very clear as to what most likely broke that. There is another arm of the fated. The set of gloves 
They are known as the Blade Breaker. It would take something of that strength and a wielder of such power to shatter that axe. So, it is up to you. From what you have told me, if you wish to go running into a fiery Minotaur's lair who is um, burning alive from the inside for having uh, doomed one of these destined weapons and something that has most likely in the past wielded its own blade breaker. And uh, yeah, take it with you. Go for it. <laughs> I'll be like, well, I don't know about you, but sounds like a pretty fun time. Mm. And I'll grab, I'll put, I'll grab the half and put it back in my bag. Okay. And Thank you, again, for your time. Of course. And I'll uh, walk out and go back to the bar. Okay. Yeah. As Olorun's tragic backstory is just all the blades. They all chase him now. That's... He is a knife magnet. Olorun's tragic backstory unlocked! <laughs> it's the weirdest sequel to Xenoblade Chronicles 2 that I've ever uh, listened to. Oh, cool. <laughs> I was going to go with Knives Out. He's just going to become that giant knife wall. <laughs> All of them. Just pointing at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if that is not your character art by the end of this, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> okay. You guys meet back up at the bar. What would you like to do? Quickly is there. He's running <laughs> drinks back and forth for you. It seems like there are two people we got to talk to right now. We have uh. to talk to Colette, the quartermaster, and we got to find if there's like a ledger to go see the ledgers. Also, um, this may seem fairly obvious, but we should talk to Quick. He has given jobs quietly before. He may be willing to part with some information. He seems to know things that most bartenders maybe don't. Or all bartenders might actually. They sit here and we all drink and talk. Bartenders are probably the smartest people in town. I mean, we're not doing any of it in a hushed voice, that's for sure. Yeah, no, uh, and, and we can rest assured some people aren't because they like to brag about things, and so you can guarantee some of these students have been stupid. But he might know some things. Uh, Talroth, you've had success getting information or a job, at least, from him before. Maybe he has a contact he could get you in touch with. Yeah, it's definitely uh, worth a shot. Just gotta wait till he's a little less uh, busy Harried. and crowded. But we could come back and talk to him after closing, if he's willing. Uh, just for out of character knowledge... Uh, would we know how much longer till closing time? Um, cl- or so last cl- call, rather? Closing time is less of a set hour, and um, usually it's around midnight, but um, sometimes if he's busy, he'll, he'll run late. Sometimes if if he's overworked and tired, he'll close up early. Um, it's, it's, it is not a, uh, a modern closing time. Of, of sense. 
Um, Closing time. So yeah, it would. I would say you could you could estimate come back within like an hour of it, um, and and be there for it, for sure. All right, so I'll try to get Quick's attention, mm-hmm. and with a bit of thieves, can't pretty much tell him. I need I need information privately. I'll be back later. He'll respond with a with a thank you. Yeah, I'll get um, what. What sort of inform like what sort of information is what he asks? Dangerous. Um, yeah. Seek uh secrets that are happening, need an informant. We'll sort of bobble his head. Like he like he might be able to help. Alright, so so I'll put a couple gold on the table and start making my way out and I'll just come back before closing. Okay. Yeah, you get there near um, when when you think closing time will be. He's actually probably just closed up. Like he's he's gotten people were just drunk and rowdy, so he he's kicking them out as you're as you're making your way back in. And a couple of the um, couple of the more inebriated souls uh, start yelling about why are they letting him in? Thought we all had to go. And Quick is just, like, throwing glasses at people. Um, as, hey, as y'all the... need to get out of here. I'm at least coming here to help clean up. I mean, y'all ever heard of a part-time job before? Exactly. That, see? That's why. Um, within a few minutes, the, the place is mostly clear. Um, the people that work for him, but having the conversation in Thieves' Cant is, um, is secure. Uh, you suspect if if any of them do speak thieves can't, they are under Quick's employ. What's employ? Um, what sort of information did you want? All right. So quickly out of character, I know this is something we all probably would have discussed. Um, yeah, go ahead and discuss it. Sure. Are there any yeah. questions specifically you need me to ask it? I would say, um, like, if there's a way you can casually mention, hey, if you happen to know of anyone going out of town on these specific dates, if you happen to know of anyone, ask it. Like, like if there's anyone who keeps leaving town at the same time, or if you know if there's any faction in town who, like, is looking for specific items, like, my mind right now is that because if they're not taking everything, it's not just a value. It's someone looking for really particular things. So, like, if there is a black market for really odd, specific shit or something like that, like, that's my that's my question. Who else has shit? Um, is there anyone in particular that has been concerned about the comings and goings of the um, uh, expeditions. Like, kind of overly concerned about, like, times. Um, his shampoo. What shampoo does he use? Coming in with the important questions from the character with no hair. <laughs> All right, so I'm ready. Okay, go for it. 
All right, quick. Uh, I'm sure you've been hearing some stuff about the expeditions that have been going out, and there's been uh, some unfortunate incidents when they've been on the way back. Mm-hmm. You heard anything about those? Other than the fact that they're happening, and mm, from what we can tell, there's uh, not a lot of survivors. So, those are the big things. I know they're not hiring locally for it. Had a, yeah, I can, I can uh, guarantee you on that one. Yeah. My crew was one of the last ones that was hit. Mm. Well, even of the, um, let's say, less savory individuals in town, they're, um, they're not with any of the um, usual organizations. You've been catching any wind about people looking for specific items or merchandise, so to speak? And I'll put a couple of them on the table. He, um, he thinks about it and, um, wasn't a lot of specific, uh, information people have been looking for. At least nothing of of high value but there is a new player in town that has been um, buying up boats small boats uh, canoes rafts little things like that I was looking for some boys some couriers do some other labor for them that's about as specific as they got those guys haven't made it back into town yet, but they uh, did buy rations as though they were on a uh, longer hike, so to speak. And I don't suppose uh, might be able to get a name off of that one, and I'll just slide like another, like a few more gold on the table, like small little pile of ten gold so far. He'll so he'll he'll um, he'll separate out those coins. You you, you get the feeling quick. Um, probably used to play cards, as he he handles the coins with a um, with a poker player's sort of flair, um, shuffling them. Things more of a nervous habit than um, than anything else. So. Mm. I can't give you a name because I don't have one. I can arrange an introduction uh, if you want to take on a job, but it's about the best I can do. Well, I'm always looking for some active work, so that definitely would be a, a mighty fine thing to do. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let me run it up. It'll take a day or two. He's not always responsive to what, what comes of it. Uh, aside from that, uh, don't suppose anyone's been trying to I mean, sell off anything special or looking to buy anything in particular? Because it, it just seems very strange that all these expeditions, they've been getting hit on the way back after they've been all successful. So, I don't know, maybe if anything came back into town that didn't seem like it came from around here? 
I'd say if they're trying to sell it off, they're not trying to sell it off here. Most of the people that would buy it would recognize it as stolen from any one of these expeditions. So... So best bet for me is going to be trying to find the fence that's outside of town. Yeah. Way outside. Probably in another city. The way these sort of specialized items go. But... It's weird. I know some of these things are coming into town as scavenge. People that uh, find hear that an expedition's been hit and go out to pick the bones, you know? That's what I got for you. Anything else? I'll pull out the deck of cards that I got from Lavarshen's temple mm -hmm. and just kind of put them down and just make a little bit of small talk with them just to kind of calm them down a little bit and just sure. play some cards with them. Sure. Yeah, he's he's interested in the cards. He enjoys cards. He doesn't really... He kind of doesn't recognize them. Like, they've got a bunch of different symbols from different games at once, and he's like, I don't know. This is... So, but yeah, he's, yeah. He, he's not... Um, he doesn't seem like he's in danger worried, but that's, you know, business worried. Yeah, so I'll just take a few minutes and just small talk, just casual talk, just to help kind of calm him down, relax him, kind of show him that I'm not out to screw anything up for him. Yeah. No, he'll pour you a glass of the um, of the aged whiskey that you, that you brought. Um, and he enjoys your company. You guys sit and play cards and, and chat for, for a few minutes. Um, it's pleasant. All right, so once everything, once I'm sure he's a little more calm and relaxed, mm -hmm. I'll just leave like the 12 gold on the table and just thank him, for the, thank him for his time and I'll start making my way back to everyone else. Okay, yeah. He, yeah, he's grateful. He says, thank you. Yeah, no. I appreciate it. Anything else you guys need, you know, if you if I can help, I will. Uh, well, thank you very kindly. Quick, I would I would be sure to catch you later, and you be sure to enjoy some of that whiskey. Absolutely. That got a kick to it. Yes. Do you guys reconvene? You want, are you reconvening in the morning, or are you guys meeting up late at night? Fable's all for staying up if it means getting under knowing what's going on. But yeah, I would meet up with everybody who's awake and just kind of fill them in on what Quick said. Okay, yeah, you guys do absolutely. You guys, go ahead. And I have a couple of thoughts. One, um, they're definitely going after that group that's on its way back. If they were getting supplies for a hike, they were either planning on chasing down one of the non-date specific quests or they're going out to try to get this last group i i to, would i would i want to be clear pike yeah. is was a, a metaphor um everything that they were buying were have, have over the past month has been water vehicles no i understand that okay great just, just as if they're going to be gone for a minute so three thoughts. Um, two, 
if we could get they may just be planning on getting using these boats to sail to another city somewhere with their stuff however do we have a map of I'm going to not ask this in character because I'm going to get convoluted. I'm going to ask out of character. There's a way we can see the nearest, like, rivers to all of the raid sites. If they're using the boats to get in and out faster and only robbing people who are near the water. Oh, no, we all got robbed, though. I was just seeing if there was, like, a way we could track, like, if that's where they were going or if we could go find those waterways and look for signs that they left behind, basically. Sure. But if if we don't think that they're robbing that way, that's fine. Um, we could still stake out the waterways and see if we could get any hints of who and what and when. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys can do a little bit of research on a map. You guys have one. You you look over it. Um, it the... Places of robberies are not easily accessible by water. Perhaps, perhaps a couple of them coincide, but it, it seems to be more um, happenstance than purpose. If if I were to if I were to mark all of the locations of the robberies, is mm-hmm. there any type of correlation at all? Like, is there any what seems to be like? Like I know it's it's kind of focused on around the 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 college, but is there any anything else in terms of like do they favor one direction over the other or something mm-hmm. like that? So um all of them happen within thirty to 15 miles away from Dorian's Dawn. Um, It seems that they favor the forest that is on the western side of the town. Um, Tacks on the north and south are uh, still have a relatively high rate. Um, Eastern side of the town only has like two two attacks. Um, and you don't have reports on individual ones. You could probably get that from Alvaro if if you wanted to. Um, but you at least know where the attacks are are happening. So it looks like only two have happened on the eastern side of town. Most happened on the western side, and then there's a couple on the north, couple on the south. Um. All of them are within, like I said, 30 to 15 miles. It seems like they don't they don't come any closer than 15 miles from Tadorian's Dawn. Um, but it's all within the last day and a half, two days of travel. Day and a half, really. Are there any other major towns or any villages or anything that are nearby, particularly on the western side? Western side is, is a lot of wilderness. Western side is a lot of forest leading to the mountain range. Um, there are more villages. Um, the Most of the population from Dorian's Dawn is to the north and to the east. Um, there are no other major cities within... The next nearest major city is like a week or two away. 
um, by foot. And so... But how long is it by boat? Um, so by boat? A hike's worth. A, yeah, a hike's worth. Yeah. Um, by boat, there's so there's no major river, but once you got to um, the river, uh, that would lead up into the town of... I'll get you the town name in just a moment. Um... Once you get up the river, yeah, about a hike's worth. So you suspect those those boats may be designed, may be bought to travel that that distance. Um, and, uh... So we're dealing with. So it, I'm I'm imagining them all like 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 hovered around a map. Um, and I'll point to the wilderness or the woods and just be like, it's an ideal spot for an ambush just due to the, the cover that the raiders would have. Um, what do you think of, do you think any, do you think any of the raiders would know something as to who might actually be the one who's informing them? They probably know who's paying them. Yeah, chance, chances are they might be getting some kind of messenger. I mean, the more people in between, the harder it is to track who is who's doing it. Worst case, we just follow the people back to the original source. We just keep going person back to person. So I was I was thinking we could we know a caravan's coming. Hmm. We could go meet that caravan when the attack pretty much inevitably comes we can help defend it as well as either track them back or interrogate someone as to the location of their informant i think starting with that caravan might be well if we do, if we go out to try to meet them and that's not what they're doing, then we could lose the chance to chase them. Although, we could split up and have one group check the water and one group go after the raiders where we think they'll be. Well, let's not focus on that yet. We also need to speak with the quartermaster, right? Yep, Colette. Well, I say we talk with her first thing in the morning, and then we can have uh, a better course of action. Agreed. Okay. Guys, I think this is a good place for us to call it for tonight uh, before we get into another another big conversation. Um, you guys had a, a really wonderful roleplay night, and I enjoyed it. I hope everybody at home, I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. A um, little bit of a different adventure for this this mini arc, this arc. Um, rather than dungeon crawling and door kicking, we were doing some some hard thinking and investigating. Um, how how do you guys feel? Really good. good. So, okay. Great time. 
Yeah. I've actually been watching a lot of Monk uh, mm -hmm. recently. And so now I'm sitting here going, well, obviously everyone thinks it's part of the uh, Magnus Arcanum, there's a mole, but who stands to reason to, to, and I'm trying to think of like the monk answer to all of this. Yeah. I, <laughs> almost, almost exactly opposite. I've been watching a lot of psych. Mm -hmm. So like, what's the Sean Spencer way of taking care of this? <laughs> <laughs> I am glad my eight charisma came in handy. Yeah. It really, really, really did. It really did. Mm -hmm. So know, good. Tonight was a fun night. It was one of those nights where um, just not a, not a lot of dice rolls, but still a very fun and good game. So, okay, yeah. Cody pushed a button. Cody pushed a button. What did Cody do? I'm okay. Everything's okay. Oh, Okay. But Everything's broken. Everything's dying. <laughs> That's um, valid. But yeah, it was, it was it was one of those nights where um, not a lot of dice rolls. And and that's okay. We still had a very fun night. We had a very good night. You guys got to hang out with Alvaro. He's a cool cat. Um, yeah. yeah, he is. I'm glad you guys enjoyed yeah. him. That um, other guy was a jerk and I hated him. <laughs> He's tacky and I hate him. He's, you're Dr. tacky and I hate you. Oh. It's Dr. Drake... Uh, Ramore Galvin. Name is Doctor Drake. Of course, he sucks. Um, yeah, he is. That is the the dean, the head of the school. He is the headmaster of of the Magnus Arcanum. So, Amazing. Yeah, you. Yeah, when you, when you wrote that, I was I put in the uh, chat. I was like, oh no, it's Mister Magnus Arcanum. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> really funny. Is. That's what the school's named after. Yeah, tw it's twenty Mr. years running, Mister Magnus Arcanum, right there, Arcanum. Absolutely. <laughs> there he is, Mister Magnus, Magnus Arcanum. Yep. Um. So yeah, guys, thank you very much for a very good night. Super excited. Uh. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying you guys getting to learn some of the lore. Um, I I know Alvaro. Thank you for not pushing Alvaro. I know he's a little tight-lipped. I also didn't want to just do lore dump, right? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. So it's also a little out of his nature. He's he's kind of he's a soldier, so he's not not always prone to talking to people. But I like him. That's I, fair. I've um, I got to discover a lot about who he was today. And, and I, I look forward about. to that. I look forward to that coming into the book. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, also, I'm happy for Cole to have three sentient weapons all going. We could use them. He's all the ladies fighting over him. All the sword ladies. I think it's interesting that you guys think that's that's what was happening. That was not what was happening at all. That seemed like, well, because my original thought was that I know he didn't attune to it, but Fable's thought was, well, Bloodburner can't take him because Dawnseeker already has claim on him. So that one can't can't do that. What it seemed like then was that Alvaro's weapon thought, you gonna touch another sentient weapon when I'm right here, bitch, and you've been ignoring me for so long, motherfucker. So, like, I thought they were fighting. I thought the weapons were fighting. I but, like, actually, it all seems I to happen around you. I, yeah. would, I agree with Caitlin. The way I saw it, like he gets his sword out, and then both um, Glorymaker and um, uh, the Haft are uh, both sitting there, just going, "Oh, oh, he! Look, I can make you glorious." And the Haft's like, "I can turn you into blood." And then <laughs> Dawnbringer's just like, "I'm still out here," and they're all trying to get his attention. 
I thought I don't know. I thought it was like a convergence kind of a thing. That might be it too. We might accidentally blow up the world if we have them all in the same place at the same time, though. So, like, let's maybe not do that. I don't know. At the end of the day, I still like the idea of tsundere weapons. So, what can I say? <laughs> I also had the bad mental image of an old dwarf just chucking a weapon into a river, saying, "I told you I would do it." <laughs> yep. Exactly. Amazing! Amazing! I am excited! So, that was a lot of fun, guys. Thank you guys. Ah. Thank you guys at home. Thanks for hanging out. I hope you guys had a good time. So, um, we are going to be doing our next giveaway. We'll announce it and give you all the details on social media, so make sure you follow us on those. Uh, we are... Oh, got to get ready to push buttons. All right. Buttons. Buttons. All right. So we are going to see you guys next time. But until then, be cool.